Welcome to the podcast, How to Market You and Your Business by Paul G. Walmsley. This podcast helps entrepreneurs and network marketing professionals create and market their brand so they attract customers and top quality people to their business. Each episode is jam-packed with real-life, battle-tested, cutting-edge marketing tips and strategies. So let's dive right in. Here's Paul. Hello, this is Paul Walmsley and welcome to the podcast, How to Market You and Your Business. I'm here in my apartment in Beverly Hills, California, and tonight's guest is Robia, and she's all the way in Helena, Alabama. How's it going, Robia? It is going great. I'm so excited to get to speak with you tonight. All right, cool. And you're in your kitchen, I believe. I believe that's your place you do your work. Oh, yeah, I do. I, I find that I do a lot of my work from my kitchen. All right, wonderful. And you've also made sure your husband stays away, correct? You've given him the warning. Yes, I did. I, I had to make sure that he does not come in here. He tends to come in here and want to wash dishes or fiddle around. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you've got him trained now. That's good. All right. So we're going to go to, we're going to dive into our regular questions, but I'd just like to give Robbie a chance to introduce herself, tell us a little bit about what she does. And of course, during the interview, during the episode, we're going to learn much more about her, but over to you. Let's let our listeners know who you are. My name is Robbia Davenport, and like Paul said, I live in Helena, Alabama. I am 29 years old. I am married, and I have a three-year-old daughter who keeps me on my toes. I have been with multi-level marketing for a little over a year, close to a year and a half, and it has just been so much more than I could have ever dreamed or at least thought it could be for sure. What's the biggest kind of surprise that you've had by being in that profession? Um, My biggest surprise is that you usually hear about the huge success stories. It just seems like it's so far away or so far removed from you and actually seeing how obtainable it is just through a little bit of hard work is been like biggest surprise for me okay because a lot of people who who have steered away from that profession you know they hear it's all rah-rah and it's all you know pump up and only the first people who get in the company and make the money and all that kind of good stuff but you're not you're seeing the opposite correct oh yes definitely it's definitely changed from avon calling knocking going door to door type style that you know most people associate it with and most people think that if they go into direct sales network marketing that you know their friends will start dodging them in the grocery store and that's just not the case okay good good all right so we'll 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 talk a little bit more about that as we progress through the show so we always start the show with the marketing formula that i recommend and just to kind of give people who haven't heard this before or people who have heard about this before, a little refresher. I go to a lot of meetups, a lot of marketing events, a lot of networking events. I talk to people, you know, in the in the grocery store line or, or wherever I can. And when I ask them, you know, so what is it that you do? More often than not, I get this kind of 10-minute throw-up or oration or dissertation or presentation and I start glazing over and I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about now. They, they lost me 15 minutes ago. So I was at a, a seminar in Del Mar, California with Mike Koenigs and he shared this very, very simple formula and I grabbed a hold of it and said, perfect, that, that works out so well. And the idea of the formula is to say 
enough to kind of pique people's interest, but not enough so that then they want to know more and they say, well, how does that work? What does that mean? Tell me more. And that, that's the idea of, that's basically the idea of marketing right there to attract people to ask you about your business. So the formula is I help X do Y even if Z. So X is your avatar, your ideal customer, your niche. The Y is what you help them achieve or do or get. And the even if Z is even if, you know, the usual obstacles that they come up with. I don't have time. I don't have the experience. I don't have the skills. I don't have the money or the motivation or whatever it is. So I help X do Y even if Z. So give it a go. Let's see what you've got. Of course, I help women feel beautiful and earn extra income to be more comfortable in their lives, even if they only have a few hours a week to do so. All right, beautiful. So that's just enough for me to say, okay, well, you know, what field are you in or how does that work or, you know, how do you do that? That's perfect. That's all you want to do with your first marketing message is it's clear, it's concise, and it tells you enough that you then say, okay, tell me a little bit more. So that was really good. Well done. Thank you. Oh, thank you. All right. So moving on to a success story. So you, you said you've got this new business, this new career for just under 18 months, and I'm sure you're uh, clearly doing well. So can you share with us and, and our listeners a, a success story when it comes to your marketing and then a lesson that you know we can learn from and, and implement into our marketing efforts as well? Everyone has like their own personal successes, whether they feel like they are big or small. I feel like I decided in the very beginning that I was going to try my best for at least six months because I know I read a statistic somewhere that you know a good bit of people don't make it at least six months so I was gonna you know do everything that I could for six months and if things didn't happen or turn out the way that I wanted them to then I was just gonna walk away but I went in with a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of excitement and I just kept my energy up And it seemed that people were attracted to that. People were, if I was excited, everyone else was excited. And so things seemed to just progress from there. It seemed like I was moving up in the ranks. And I feel like I achieved success when I was able to, you know, go and hang out with our CEO, like at a piano bar. I feel like that was just, that was like a career defining moment for me and that he knows my name. He knows who I am. And that just from me being excited. Wonderful. And I, I learned a, a saying when I was doing my first ever soccer coaching license and it was, there's only one thing more contagious than enthusiasm and that is lack of enthusiasm. So you're, you're right there. You're, you're using the term energy. So if, you, if you've got lots of energy, clearly people are going to buy into that or get attracted to that. So that's great. Now, I'm going to ask you, how do you and how have you maintained that level of energy? Because I'm sure you've got setbacks and had setbacks. We're going to talk about that. But how do you make sure you come across full of energy like you've just described? It was definitely something that I had to learn. But at the same time, when I saw that, you know, my energy was starting to wane or I was starting to have doubts, I just simply reached out 
to my upline or other people who were, I guess, further up in the company than me. And, you know, I talk to them about it. Sometimes it just takes you reaching out and talking to somebody. And through that, I found some amazing training on focusing on the positive. And if you focus on the positive, then you'll just start to see the positive everywhere and it'll eventually change well, like your entire being. Well, that, that's beautiful because a lot, a, we all, whether it's in a network marketing company or you, you know, you've opened your own bricks and mortar company, it's great with that to have that initial energy, that honeymoon period, that excitement, and then some setbacks come along. And that's where most people fail because they don't know how to get that energy back up again or that belief level back up again or that excitement. So by reaching out to people who have the experience and have the results and have the success you're looking for, you know, you just buy into that energy. And, and again, you've, you also ask them, well, how do you do this? And you've found some resources as well. So that's great. That's really good. So thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, there's no problem. I'm happy to do so. All right. So now let's look at the we don't call them failures. We don't call you know getting things wrong. They're they're setbacks. They're learning moments. They're the cost of tuition. Can you share with us a specific marketing setback that you've had where you've thought, okay, I'm going to implement this. Or I'm going to do that, or I'm going to try this, and you thought it was going to be a, a big, big success, but for some reason it didn't work out. And, and what lessons did you learn? Yeah, definitely. I actually have a few of these stories. And I think that's where you find your success is when you have a lot of setbacks because that shows that you're trying. Absolutely. But one that sticks out for me is that leadership was not something that came natural to me. It's definitely something that I had to learn. And so when I was dealing with people who were on my team who weren't natural leaders, I would just sort of kind of step in and try to lead for them. Which sort of kind of let them see that I was always going to do it and that I was always going to be there. With that, it also showed them that they didn't have to lead. And if I was leading their team, then I was neglecting my own personal team. Okay. And so while I was focusing all my energy on on, you know, someone who should have been leading their own team, it seemed like my people were going to the wayside. And then by the time I looked up and looked around, it was sort of kind of like I was in this crazy limbo type space where there was like this huge gap between what my team needed and what these other teams under me had. Okay, so there's lots of good things there. I'm actually listening to this. I've got my eyes closed. I'm like, okay, I've re- there's some, so many good things here. So first of all, in, in whether it's network marketing or whether you're running a, a, a bricks and mortar business and you have staff, it doesn't matter how good you are, it's what duplicates. And that comes, I learned that from Eric Worre, obviously network marketing legend there. So what Robbie is, Robbie is uh, demonstrating there is she's gone in there and she's shown how good she is. She stepped in as a leader, but that's not duplicatable. So that's why you've had those challenges. So that's, that's brilliant that you recognize that. And again, it's the same if you have a small business and you've got four staff members. And if you keep going in there, showing them how good you are at whatever the role, the role they have in your business, you're going to end up doing that. You're going to end up answering the phone and, and doing the computer work and the marketing and, and all that kind of stuff. And they're just going to go by the wayside. So there's another way of looking at that as well. That's not network marketing. It's, it's another great book. And that's the E-Myth from Michael Gerber. And he says, work 
on your business and not in your business. And that's similar to what we just heard there is that, you know, you've got to work on building your leaders as opposed to you leading the team for them. That's correct. Yes. Exactly. So, yes, a lot of what I do now is focus on my business. That's what I tell people. When people come to me, I, ask, I tell them, focus on your business. That's and, fine. like, everyone will see what you're doing and then duplicate that. You can't give them a handicap. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, a lot of people in, in again, network marketing, they end up trying to manage people, and that's, that never works. So that's a great lesson, for, again, whether you're a bricks-and-mortar business or whether you're in direct sales. So thanks again for sharing that. Let's look at present day now. So obviously you've got off to a good start in your profession. You're doing well. What's the biggest marketing challenge that you're currently facing right now? The biggest marketing challenge, huh, that, that's kind of a tough one. There's like so much going on. And I don't ever like to think of things as challenges. I feel like maybe the biggest challenge that I am facing right now is that I'm always trying to evolve my business and sometimes I get ahead of myself and sometimes I don't let plans fully develop can so you, like I get us, excited about new things coming up and I just can't <laughs> it's like I just try to plan too much right, so can you give us an example an example is like they're getting ready to change some things within our company and I am just so gung-ho and ready to change the way I do things, the way my team and my team page is set up and ran. But I also am trying to bring in all these other leaders to come in too. And I feel like maybe I need to change things on my team page first and let them see what I'm talking about and then bring them in instead of like being like, okay, everybody, let's come together. Let's do this. And let's do this now. <laughs> it's just like I have all these plans and just... I need to better organize them. Okay. And I think that's the natural kind of entrepreneurial brain that we all have is that we can, we always want to be moving forwards and implementing the latest thing. And I certainly suffer from it. The, the shiny object syndrome of, okay, well, I need to update my page and I need a blog now and I need a podcast now and I need a YouTube channel now and all these constantly looking for new things. But then it's easy to kind of neglect the basics and, and you suddenly look over your shoulder and you go, oh boy, I, I forgot about doing all those, you know, regular things. And now I'm in a mess. I got, I'm, I'm spread too thin. Is, is that the kind of thing you, you're kind of sharing there? Yes. I feel like it just, and all of a sudden it's just like, everything is just everywhere. Like it just like explodes. And you're like, wow, this stuff sort of kind of created a mess now. <laughs> right. right, yeah. <laughs> so I've got to get back organized and straighten things up. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, we all suffer from that. So just be aware of that. There's been a, you know, a great example there of, of, of that demonstrated. So when you're out there and you're looking, you know, should I do that to my business next? Should I incorporate this to my business next? You know, master the basics. You know, Jeff Olson says it in his book, The Slight Edge, you know, master the mundane. So get the basics in place first and then consider, yes, I'm going to update my page or yes, I'm going to start a podcast now and, and, and get that done. And if it's not working out, fine, finish it, fail it, boom, move on to the next thing. But, but yeah, try not to do 17 different things at once, but don't do any new things until, as Jeff says, you've mastered the mundane. All right, cool. Thanks for sharing that with us. What I'm going to do right now, if you don't mind, I'm just going to quickly pay some bills. Is that okay? 
Oh, that's totally fun. All right. Thank you. So for the listeners out there, is your, is your, you know, you may be listening online, you may be on your iPad or your iPhone or, or however you're listening to this podcast. And obviously you're tech savvy, you spend time on the internet. And I'm sure that most of you, if not all of you, shop online. You, you buy your clothes, books, gadgets, flights, hotels, car rentals, all those things are all done online nowadays, clearly. And if you're not using this website I'm going to share with you right now, you're nuts. You're just throwing money away. So go to www.myownmoneybike.com. So myownmoneybike.com. When you get there, there's a big green button in the middle of the web page, and it says, you know, sign up for free and get a $10 bonus. Hit that. All you have to do is put in your email address and come up with a password, and you have a free account. Then, whenever you shop online onwards, again, your favorite stores, you're going to go through this website first, and then you're going to go to HomeDepot.com, Bed Bath & Beyond, or Target, or wherever you normally go, Expedia, Travelocity, Priceline, Groupon, Living Social, wherever you were going to go anyway, just go through the website first, go then to the website you were originally going to go to, buy whatever you were going to buy at whatever price you were going to normally pay. And because you went through this website, you're going to look in your account and you're going to start seeing some of your own money coming back to you as a form of a cashback reward. So I use it all the time. It's fantastic. There's nothing better than saying, wow, I just got eight bucks back from that transaction and it's my own money. So Go to www.myownmoneyback.com, sign up for free, give it a go, do a couple of transactions and you'll never shop online in any other way. Okay, so thanks very much for your patience there. Let's get back into the interview and this is the six-pack round. This is the only time of the week I actually have a six-pack. I'm going <laughs> to enjoy it right now. So we've got six great questions here. So are you ready? I think I am. <laughs> All right. So here we go. First question. What's the best business book or the best marketing book you've ever read? Okay. I know I touched on this a little bit already, but I absolutely love The Mind Aware. That kind of trains your brain to be positive. And people are just attracted to positive people. So it's called The Mind Aware. Is that correct? Yes. And who wrote that book? Dana Wilde. All right, so The Mind Aware by Dana Wilde. I'll put the link for that in the show notes. So thanks for sharing that. That's, so that's more mindset than anything kind of technical when it comes to marketing, correct? Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Well, that's a, that's a massive part of what we do and it would be a huge help to our, our listeners. Okay, what's the best marketing tool that you're using? The best marketing tool, let me see, other than my little girl, she'll stop you and... <laughs> And make you look through one of our catalogs, and it's so cute, and nobody can tell her no. But what I love is, of course, my favorite marketing tool is my phone. Oh, my gosh. That does sound kind of horrible, but, I mean, I think that would be true for anyone. But there's an app that is called 3030, and it keeps you on track. You can schedule how long you want to focus on a certain task when you're doing your power hour, and it keeps you on track. There'll be a little alarm that goes off and they'll tell you, go to the next thing. And it sort of kind of like trains you to stay on task because a lot of people 
will get on their phones or get on the computer to do something. Next thing they know, they're on eBay or Amazon or looking at the latest, whatever, and they've gotten distracted and they're not working anymore. So the app is called 3030, is that correct? Yes. Is that 3030 or, or with letters? With the numbers. It's okay. 30 and it's Flash three zero. Okay, perfect. So that's yeah. I'm, I'm going to download that right away because I suck when I start messing around on the computer on the phone. An hour goes by and I have no idea what I've done. So that mm-hmm. that's going to be very useful to me. Thank you. All right. So what's the best business advice, best marketing advice you've ever had? Of course, my best advice is to focus on your business. You know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink, and you'll find that you'll exhaust yourself trying. But if you focus on your business, there is nothing more attractive to other people than someone who is secure and knows what they're doing. Beautiful. And people will be attracted to that. I love it. All right, cool. That was really good. What's the best marketing event you've ever attended? What Where you've gone there and you've gone, man, I got so much out of that event. Of course, like um, events with my company. I think the best one we did was in Orlando and we got to just mingle and feed off of all of our peers all of our leader peers and as well we got to go to disney to kind of wind down because you're kind of like in your leadership mode it's also important to have fun absolutely yeah and and we we talk about live events all the time and yes you'll get formal training and you'll get some superstars on stage they're almost godlike but you also learn just by regular people that are you bump into and get to know at the event correct Exactly. All right, cool, cool. All right, so you mentioned your little girl. So let's just go back to that. So you've got a, a, you said she's three years old? Yes. And she's just a dynamite marketer for you. Why do, why do you think that is? Oh, my gosh, because she sees what I do and she sees me love it. So I've had to pull out an old laptop so that she can go to work and she has her own little office. And she always asks me, you know, make sure that she's beautiful the same way that mommy's beautiful. And she'll go out and she will get in people's faces because it makes her feel good because she sees that. And I, that's what I want her to emulate. I want her to emulate me and all those positive things. Wow. So she just goes up to people and boom, she nails them and between the eyes and says, you got to look at this, correct? Oh, yeah. Kids are like fearless, man. All right. That's cool. That's cool. So if you don't have a three-year-old, get a puppy. yeah one of of the other puppy or three-year-olds we'll take in orders we'll sell them on the internet i'm just joking (laughs) all right so that's cool and yeah my i remember when i owned my first soccer store my six-year-old daughter was with me and this 19 year old kid came in he wanted a pair of soccer cleats and she she was stood next to me and as he walked in she said may i help you and i looked at her and he looked at her like yeah whatever kid and then he looked at me and I gave him the death stare to like, uh, you better go along with this, buddy. So <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looked and, okay, fair enough. And and she helped him. She got asked him what size of shoe uh, cleats, uh, went and got them. Do they fit well? Do you like them? Are you going to buy them? I'm like, oh, boy, she's closing this dick guy here. No messing around. And walked him to the cash register. I... Uh, rang him up and that and in the end he was he, he'd gone from kind of role playing that he was totally bought into it as well and he's like wow that was amazing thank you so much and 
yeah, the kids are great. You know, you've got a three-year-old doing it. I had a, my six-year-old. It, it's fantastic. If they, they, she obviously had seen me do that, like your daughter sees you in action, and that, that's wonderful to see. It's, it's fantastic. And it feels really good, too. It, it does. It does. All right, cool. So question five is, what's the best part about what you do? The best part about what I do is to see, like, the change in women's lives. And it's not just financial freedom. You know, financial freedom is great. It, it really is. It would be a total lie if I said it wasn't. But to see these women end up with time freedom and, you know, all the other freedoms that come with it, like they, I, I don't even know how to say this, like they get free from their own minds. Like people who were wallflowers or introverts are now like the center of attention and they have all this confidence. And, you know, they're able to spend more time with their families and they find themselves doing things that they haven't done before. And seeing my company bring that to them is just always, it always blows me away. Fantastic. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, obviously, I'm glad you mentioned that financial freedom and a paycheck is definitely important. And, and a lot of people kind of skirt around that. They're like, oh, well, I just do it for the, you know, the buzz and helping people. But yeah, you want to get paid as well, no question. But to see people grow and develop also is fantastic. So that, that's, that's what it's all about. Thank you. All right. So I'm sure you're going to have a good one here. What, I love question six because I have no idea what's going to come out of it. So what is the craziest business idea you've ever had? The craziest business, like the craziest thing I've ever done or just the craziest thing I've thought about my business. Either because one. I've shocked some people. My craziest business idea is to step over the dead bodies. You cannot revive the dead and you will waste your time doing so. If you are constantly working your business, focusing on your business, you will always have people to come in and replace that dead body. And it's not like you've given up on them, but honestly, their focus is elsewhere. So I always say, on to the next one. You can't get caught up in something that you've lost. And I, and I think I'll, I see this all the time, and it's happened with me, is that you bring somebody into your business. Again, it could be a bricks and mortar business, or it could be a, a direct sales business, and you have high hopes for them. And for some reason, they're just not into it, or it's not for them, or it doesn't vibe with them, or whatever it is. And at first, when you're inexperienced, you can take it personally and you can, again, you can, it's great, great analogy, you, you can try and revive the dead and it's exhausting. And I learned years ago the term, you know, failure, failure's fast. And, and that's not cutthroat, it's just, hey, if it's not for you, no big deal. Let's, you know, shake hands, remain friends and, you know, all the best. You're right, because otherwise you just end up all day long doing CPR and by the end of the day, you're, you're, you're fit for nothing. Exactly. All right, cool. So coming to the end of the questions there, obviously, you know, you're listening to Robbia here and she's clearly focused. She's clearly got her game face on and knows what she wants to do. And she's building a business, building successful organizations. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know what, I'd love an extra income stream. I really don't want to do this on my own. I have no idea how to start or where to start. I'm looking for a mentor. I'm looking for someone to put their arm around me and show me what to do, but also poke me in the ribs a little bit and keep me on point. Clearly, those qualities have been demonstrated here by Robbia. So I, I, you know, I, if you are looking for another income stream, I'm going to let her share with you right now her contact details, what company she works for, what she does, and definitely reach out to her, become friends with her, 
See if you guys can hit it off, gel together, and who knows where this could go. So over to you, Robbie. Share your story a little bit more, what you do, who you work for, and how people can get a hold of you. Of course. I am a senior executive with Jamberry Nails, and I am about three levels away from being at the very tippy top of our company. And I am so excited. There's so many different changes that are coming right now. So I think now would be a great time if you are looking to make that change in your life. Now would be a great time to, you know, consider Jamberry because not only is this ground floor company ever changing and trying to definitely better themselves, they're making changes in the compensation plan. And they are also getting ready to launch in Australia and New Zealand. So if you are in those areas and you are interested in wanting to know more, feel free to contact me. You can email me at raviajams at yahoo.com. Can you spell that for us, please? That's R-O-B-I-A-J-A-M-S at yahoo.com. Or you can just look me up on Facebook. Shoot me a quick friend request. My name is Robbie Davenport, R-O-B-I-A, and the last name is D-A-V-E-N-P-O-R-T, and we can definitely chat about it more. Okay, cool. So just repeat those ways of contacting you again because people are running now or driving and just want to hear that. So say it again for us. Sure. You can email me at Robbie, R-O-B-I-A, Jams, J-A-M-S, at yahoo.com, or you can just Look me up on Facebook. My name is Robbie Davenport, and that is R-O-B-I-A, last name D-A-V-E-N-P-O-R-T. Okay, wonderful. So, again, I encourage you to reach out to Robbie, get to know her, become friends with her, check out her products, check out her business, and hopefully, you know, there'll be some beautiful relationships come out of this and some more success stories. So, I want to thank you again, Robbie. What I've got out of this episode is really that, You've got to focus on your own stuff first, your own business first, and not be the, the mother hen to your entire team and CPR here and motivating there. You've got to get your own act in order first, which you clearly have done, and that act alone will inspire people and give people a, a, a very clear demonstration of what it needs to be successful. Would you, would you agree? Oh, yes, definitely. Okay, perfect. So thanks again for being on the show. Reach out to Robbie, make sure you become friends with her. And again, thank you so much for being a guest of mine today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome. Okay, so there you have it. You now have work to do. Drop everything and implement at least one of the strategies you've heard. No, really. If you don't take action right away, it won't happen. Visit Paul's website at www.paulgwamsley.com for more free training and resources. And email him at paul at paulgwamsley.com with any questions or challenges.